award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. Thanks for tuning in. We're glad you're watching, glad you're listening. Got a fun show for you today. We are at Region 4 office in Morristown, Tennessee with my friends Matt Cameron and Dan Gibbs. So we're going to have a good show today and uh, glad you guys have invited us in. Hey, we're always glad to have y'all come back to, to East Tennessee and back to bear country. Yeah, that's what it's all about today. Bear Wise. We're going to talk about Bear Wise program with Dan. Dan's an expert in that and he's our Black Bear program coordinator here in Tennessee. So we appreciate him having us and uh, I, I want to mention the cabin behind us. This is a, a new addition to the to the office space, right? It is. I'll let Dan tell you about that. Yeah, what's what's going on here behind us? Well, this was uh, on one of our management areas on Lit Creek WMA and we had been watching it for a while and it was right by the road and we were a little concerned that it might get set on fire or just disappear and we were looking for uh, a place to store some uh, tables and chairs and that's what we did. We brought it in here and set it up and uh, made a trapper's cabin out of it so it's a real nice conversation piece yeah i think it's cool We've got the bears here with us today and and the capes and things but uh yeah if you ever get a chance to visit the region four office uh, covid's lifted a little bit so there's some maybe some opportunities to come check some of this stuff out and if you ever get to visit take a hunter egg course or something here you see all this cool stuff in their auditorium here so it's a cool place to be you have done a good job with it we had a good time building this stuff i pitched an idea to dan and he took it and blew it all out of the proportion so it had been pretty basic if it had been me and you know the Holston General Store we've done a show or two from in front of that but sure gosh, people come in who hadn't been in here since we remodeled it they're just blown away at the at the decor and I, I, credit, I credit Dan for that yeah yeah I think it's great y'all do a great job here and in East Tennessee and uh, we're just happy to be here uh, today is all about Bearwise uh, Bearwise program's been around in Tennessee for quite a while uh, we're going to talk about it today and, and how it's expanding a little bit. But, uh, Dan, first off, just introduce yourself and what you do for the agency as far as the Black Bear Coordinator, and then we'll dive into what BearWise is for folks that maybe haven't seen the show before or are not familiar with it. My name is Dan Gibbs, and I've been with the agency. I'm working on my 25th year, and uh, I've had a lot of different duties, and I'm out of Region 4, and I do a lot of work with a lot of different species, uh, deer, turkey, uh, waterfowl and then also uh, a lot of work with bears it seems to take the most of my time nowadays and mm -hmm. I am the program leader for that uh, species as well as the other duties I have so. awesome awesome so you started out you were you an officer in, in the beginning you still commissioned or yeah actually I started in the wildlife division in Nashville then okay. transferred to East Tennessee as an officer for a few years and then into my current role awesome awesome well that's uh, that's cool that's good well tell us uh about the bearwise program uh what is it and kind of how it got started and then we'll dive into a little more detail okay well the bearwise program it started it's been a few years now and it was really out of a need to try to change the direction on how we're educating people about bears and uh, we were working on it in tennessee and, and kicking around some ideas and at the same time we were also having talks in the southeast about uh, more of a regional program uh, and because so many of us every time we got together we were seeing that we were working on the same issues and trying to solve the same problems and everybody had a lot of good ideas 
So we decided maybe we should focus on a single program that everybody was working on together uh, rather than independently and try to create a program that was recognizable on a regional level, you know, all the way from Florida as far north as West Virginia and as far west as Texas and Oklahoma. So, and the idea is that when people are vacationing, say, in, in the Gatlinburg area, they may be from Florida and they see bearwise information, they, they know what that means, they're familiar with it, and they know what's expected of them. And, and we're starting to see the fruits of that effort. Uh, people are, are understanding it, and they, they know what it, what it means, and, and they have a basic understanding of the bearwise basics and some other concepts that we've really been pushing a lot. Well, we've we've been trying to push push it a lot on our social media. I don't know if you've seen it here lately, right. but uh, trying to share some of those messages that can be found at bearwise.org, right? right. Bearwise.org, um, and trying to get that information out. People are vacationing and visiting in Tennessee, and right. uh, just want people to know how to how to interact with bears, how to vacation with them, how to hunt around them, how to camp around them, and that kind of thing. So. Right. Uh, you say that multiple states are using the, the, the program. Is it So it's not just a, a black bear thing, right? It is right now. It is right it, now. It is okay. right now, but um, the, the Association of Fish and Wildlife Agencies, which is a, uh, a national group that uh, all the state wildlife agencies work together with on, on uh, issues that are more national, uh, Canada is part of that as well, uh, that organization is considering taking the lead on uh, managing the program okay. and, and if they do that uh, we'll know this fall but if they make the decision to do that then it'll be available to all 50 states and all the provinces in canada talk to, about uh, consistent messaging right. across the country that Correct. would be a huge home yeah. run right there yeah and at that point we're going to bring if that happens we're going to bring uh, grizzly slash brown bears into the program uh kind of ease into that because mm-hmm. uh, it, it, there, there are quite a few differences and it's important especially if you're visiting other parts of the country that may have brown bears that uh you know what we teach about how to act around a black bear it is different if okay. it is a, if it's a brown bear so there are things that that can be different and so it would be a real impo- uh, opportunity to stress those differences yeah so, so some of that messaging will be the same but right. then those key elements that you know grizzlies yeah. are much bigger bear and you gotta right. act more a little bit different yeah correct. yeah m- most of that is going to be more related what to do uh, if you have an encounter with a bear uh, but the stuff about your attractants and trash and things like that it's, it's the same well, what would you do if you encountered a bear here in tennessee just real quick what what's the best thing you got one looking at you like this and behind me that's uh you know looks like it's about to attack it's got its claws up right. mouth open well the good news is that <laughs> if 100 people saw a bear today only one might see that uh-huh. they're going to be more likely to see something like this right this bear standing up but he's just trying to get, if a bear stands up, more than likely he's just trying to get a better look at what he's seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully he he hasn't seen many people before, uh, especially if you're in the back country. So the bear's just trying to get a better look uh, at, at what, what they're seeing. Uh, but, you know, if you see a bear, you know, we tell people, if you're far enough away, you're a good distance, and that bear hasn't noticed you, you can take a moment and take a look at the bear. For a lot of people, it might be the first time they've ever seen one. You know, enjoy the moment, t- take a picture, and then move out of the area. Uh, but if that bear is between you and where you're going, like if you're hiking a trail, uh, then you need to start making some noise, start hollering, you know, raise your hands up, make yourself look bigger, clap okay. your hands. Pick a couple of rocks. Just to have them mm-hmm. uh, in case you need to throw them. If it starts approaching you, you know, same thing. Just continue to yell, stand your ground, 
and toss some rocks and then in the very rare case and, and it is a rare thing for a bear to attack a person and that we're fortunate in that for a black bear to attack sure. a person but if that happens you got to fight you know mm-hmm. uh, grizzlies is a little bit different you would you would play dead but a black bear you need to fight and uh and if you're the group of people you got to stay together i mean that's safety's in numbers and that's the, really the best thing is uh, a lot of people like to hike and, and camp alone and I understand that, you know, we try to get away from people and and things that uh, cause stress. But if you can, uh, you know, hike in groups, can't definitely camp close to other people. So if there's a situation, uh, you can have aid or be of aid to someone. Yeah, that's that's good tip because, I mean, I've heard rumors uh, of people thinking, well, I hunker down, you know, and, and stay real still. But you're saying make yourself known, be big. Yeah. Uh, you know, have some some rocks in your pocket if you need it to to, right. to run one off or something. But and all that information is on Bearwise, and right. you know, and I tell people don't be afraid to hit them with a rock. Mm-hmm. I've, I've hit them with some rivers. <laughs> video of me video hitting of them with a pretty big rock <laughs> in Gatlinburg there. last year, <laughs> and uh, they're tough. They can handle it, and and they need to know that hey, that's not appropriate what they're doing. And they need, if they're not feeling any pain, they're not going to be deterred. Right? So. Yeah, or if they're not scared or, or Feeling that, you know, they're thinking, well, I can just hang out right here in the street of Gatlinburg with everybody. You get yeah. too comfortable around people, and that's one of the right. biggest problems. But let me let me run this by you. I hear this all the time from people, and I, this is not the right thing to do in my opinion, but I'll, I'll run into a person, they say, I've got a 357 Magnum in the backpack in case I see mm. bears. That's probably not the best tool to have with you it's not. hiking. What, no. Tell people what they need to carry when hiking. It, right. You know, camping. If, if you tell me, you know, you can only take your gun or you can take your bear spray, I'm going to leave my gun behind and take the bear spray. And, you know, it's, it's because of a stressful situation and you're trying to fire a weapon and it's kind of at a moving target. And for those of us that are commissioned, we know even – when you're practicing a training, you don't always hit the target every time, and that's when it's stationary. We're talking about something yeah. moving. We're on the bear spray. It's not like you would see, uh, like that uh, police officers carry, or you would have for safety where it's mace, where it's a stream that comes straight out of bear spray is a fog, so it's going to come out like this. So if the bear moves this way or that way, it's going to come out and take up a big area and, and get into it. And All right. uh, so most of the research that you find will say that uh, uh, people that encounter a bear, if they have a firearm, uh, there's still pretty good likelihood they could be injured, mm. even seriously, where bear spray, it's a very low likelihood of being, being injured. But the key to the bear spray is you can't have it in your pack. You got to have it on your belt or on your, your backpack strap, and you need to know how to use it. You need to... Uh, practice taking it out and getting it turned the right way there's a safety thing on it that needs to stay on it uh, till you're ready to use it so you got to read up on it and and, uh, and be familiar with it. you can't wait till you're in that situation and, fi- and try to figure it out right well yeah, i can see the adrenaline you know oh seeing that bear you if you're having an issue yeah. even if you don't have an issue the adrenaline's pumping i mean i sit in a deer stand see a doe walk by and i'm like getting excited you know right. but trying to control a gun in that situation mm. could be Right. could be difficult and you know i didn't know that it shot in a fog you know right. so that's cool to know that's good to know yeah. that i could see that being a lot better right very effective on grizzlies as well yes from from the research i've read mm. um and i know we're not trying to promote any particular brand or anything on the show but is is there a, a couple that you can throw out there and say these are good ones that you know personally? well i mean i couldn't say one's better than the other and a lot of times when you buy it uh, you're usually most places that carry it are only going to have one 
you know, they'll carry one brand. I mean, Counter Assault is the one that I, I'm most familiar with. I've seen the most, uh, but there are several others out there. Just uh, do an internet search yeah. for it. Yeah, and I know one of the local hiking places in the Tri-Cities, uh, they carry bear spray, but it's not Counter Assault. I forget what, what brand it is, and I have a couple cans of that as well. Mm. So it's whatever's out there is available. And the one thing people don't like about it, I'll say it's a large can, and they don't like the bulkiness of it, and they ask all the time, can I get a smaller can? That's what they sell it in, and I don't know if it's a function of you need a larger can to get the right amount of uh, force. Uh, when gotcha. you're, I, I don't know. I don't know. It may be some engineering stuff there, or to make sure there's enough in there that product. You, you have enough product for multiple deployments if you need uh, it. But mm-hmm. I've never seen a small can. They've all been the cans about hey, this tall. You're gonna but have to use heavy. it. I want, yeah. I want a full magazine, right. you know. <laughs> and I'm hearing you can't fly with that stuff because it's no. liquid and they won't let you so if no. you go like to the rockies and you're going to hike you need to pick some up while you're out right there. in a lot of places when i went to alaska i found a place i actually rented bear spray hey that's smart really yeah yeah they so, had it they had it nice. you could rent anything you needed there and so they, when i got to the hotel it was waiting at the counter and so i had it with me for a week and then when i left i just dropped it back off and uh, interesting so you know it is a little bit cheaper than buying it mm-hmm. but I mean, what was I going to do with it? And I left. I couldn't take it home, so you either throw it away or find somebody else to give it to. So it, it keeps it from, you know, a lot of waste and yeah. helps that business out as well. So cool. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, uh, let's keep on the track of BearWise, uh, the website, BearWise.org. A lot of information out there. Right. A lot of uh, free downloads, mm-hmm. uh, and, and a lot of that stuff's available for the um, for the business owner around Gatlinburg right. and any other place that has bears. So tell, tell the folks about... What all's there, what kind of things they can download, what what it's good for, and, and that kind of thing. Right. There's a lot of different um, things on there. And you can download it, or you can even purchase bulk quantities from the site if you want to and help support the site. But Right, and then uh, it's printed and sent to you, right? Right. Yeah. But a lot of brochures, uh, uh, you know, bear-wise basics around home, if you're vacationing in bear country. So if you have a uh, uh, cabin rental place, you can... Uh, Put those in there to help educate your your customers, your renters. Hotels can use it. Uh, there's some resources for kids on there. Uh, we have a uh, a coloring activity page that restaurants can use, and you know a lot of times okay. they give out coloring pages for the kids. Yeah. When they're sitting waiting for their food, you know you can uh, have some of those made up. You can put your restaurant's name on there, even put the menu if you if you choose to do that. So a lot of resources, even stickers to hand out. Uh, but and and Bearwise is changing uh, on a regular basis. Each month there's a uh, an e blast, and actually I just received the uh, the next one today uh, for review, mm-hmm. sending it out for people to review. So that'll be coming out in another week or so, and so you get those monthly e blast and uh, just a lot of good information. Those e blasts are great. That's what I use a lot of times for social mm-hmm. media and getting stuff right. out there for the folks in Tennessee or whoever's following us out there. But uh, that's great tools. Now I get a lot of that stuff from the, mm-hmm. the downloads too. It's great, great right. information. Uh, how to how to live with bears and and visit with bears. So you we talk about Gatlinburg. We talk about East Tennessee. Uh, are there bears in other parts of Tennessee right now? Are we seeing yeah. bears? Yeah. Uh, you know, we just got done doing a three year. Uh, project on kind of getting some density estimates of, of our bears and we went as far uh, west as the region three border and even a couple of counties in the region two in that survey okay uh, 
and you know we found you know some areas have a lot more than others obviously but uh, the bears are definitely uh, continuing to expand their range you know, a lot of people don't realize that tennessee historically the entire state uh, was bear range and okay. uh, you know those those bottomland hardwoods of west tennessee are great habitat and you know states like north carolina and louisiana have a lot of bears in their in their coastal regions mm-hmm. um, so uh, to see a bear in west tennessee is not common but it's not unusual either you know i've had reports today uh from west tennessee of one apparently that's in stewart county i'm not sure if they've confirmed that or oh, not wow. but, but they have confirmed bears in the last two weeks in uh hickman county and in rutherford county so uh to see bears in the middle tennessee area is becoming more common uh we've got uh, i saw a bear uh on our website where people can uh can log those bear sightings and yeah. we we ask about size to try to determine if they're seeing any cubs because that's important to know if we're having reproduction mm-hmm. in those areas and we're starting to get some cub reports in areas just north of cookville and um up in the smith county area up that way jackson so um jackson county not jackson mm-hmm. tennessee so yeah um so we're seeing more and more bears in that part of the country so it's important for people that live in that part of the state you don't necessarily have to be bear wise full-time per se but when you hear reports in the news or your local uh, media or even neighbors hey i saw a bear like the people in rutherford county right now around where that bear was and they need to go take a look at the bear wise site and see some things that they can do yeah because you know it's okay for that bear to walk through your yard you just don't want it to stay mm-hmm. and the only thing that's going to make it stay is if it finds something to eat dog it, food something yeah, like that if yeah. it finds dog food if it finds a bird feeder even your grill, where you grilled out over the 4th of July weekend, and there might still be grease in the, the container underneath or whatnot, uh, or haven't cleaned it yet, they'll knock it over and try to scrape some food out of that. So it's important to look for those food sources. Your trash, obviously, is a big issue. Uh, but secure that stuff. Make it go away. You know, put it in a locked building for a few days. Uh, give that bear an opportunity to move out of the area and uh, shouldn't have any issues. I'll yeah. give you an, an example of just maybe a week 10 days ago, there was one that came through the community where I live. It's called Bainberry, and we're kind of out on a peninsula. So for one to get there, he, he wandered in there, and I thought, it's not going to be good. There's a lot of homes in there, and people were posting about seeing it, crossing the golf course and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And uh, I posted the Bearwise Basics on there, said, you know, y'all enjoy this. It's a real treat, but don't habituate it, so forth and so on. And fortunately, that bear worked its way back out of the neighborhood, and there was reports of it on back in inland, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. And uh, people were very... Uh, responsive to those bearwise basics they love the comments and uh, nobody that i know of tried to intentionally feed it or habituate it and that thing he he worked his way back out into an area where it's gonna be a little more conducive for him so it was a success yeah and it comes down it's you know bears are animals they don't they they don't think logically Uh, you know they do understand consequences you know a lot of times if, if they get you know, hit, hit in the head with a rock, you know, hey, maybe I shouldn't be here and go back. Right. But, but you can't you can't put out a, play, a table full of food, per se, which would be trash can or bird feed, and then a bear see that, take advantage of it, expect them not to come back for more. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, they're, they're trying to fill their bellies and meet their needs of, of, of putting on fat. And uh, so... As humans, we have to take the responsibility that if we don't want to have issues with bears, then it's up to us to take away what would be attracting them to that area. Uh, and, and most of the time, 
that works. You know, there's always situations like if a farmer's got a sweet corn field of 100 acres and a bear's getting in it, I mean, he can't just move his sweet corn, and we, we have to go out there and, and try to help him out. It's not real mm-hmm. real reasonable to expect him to not plant his crop. Right. But, uh, but when it's, it's a trash can or a bird feeder, it is reasonable to expect someone, hey, take that bird feeder down for a week or two and give that bear a chance to, to move on. So, yeah. Well, um, are we getting, um, you said earlier that you've been getting calls and, and people say that they think some bears have manged and you want to touch on that? Yeah, it's, uh, it's been in the media in other parts of the country for the last couple of years. Pennsylvania had a lot of it. Uh, they're seeing it in Virginia quite a bit and, uh, it's mange, um, same as dogs would get. Yes, yeah, similar. But unfortunately, or even foxes, you know, we get reports of foxes occasionally. And mm. there's just not a whole lot you can do about it. But, you know, uh, but they're also confusing mange with just poor quality uh, coats, you know. Okay. Uh, I had a picture sent to me the other day, and it was the back left hind corner of the bear. Uh, the hair was real spotty and everything, but the rest of it looked pretty good. That's probably just going to be a, a different kind of mite issue. It could even be related to what they're eating. You know, a lot of this stuff that we were just talking about, the garbage and the Mm -hmm. candy that people put out for attracting animals and stuff like that is not good uh, for uh, any wildlife, much less bears physically, so it could impact their their, uh, coat and things like that. So, uh, But one of the mange is going to be... It's just going to look poor all over. You're going to have the hair loss is going to be all over the body, and mm. uh, they'll even look skinny and at, to the point where they won't even eat anymore. So it, it's pretty. It's it's not a good way to go for sure. Yeah. And I'm I'm not a don't I'm not aware of us confirming any in Tennessee at this point, but it's it's a matter of time. We'll we'll see it at some point. Yeah. So tree the bears can get diabetes from eating too much junk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know Wisconsin a few years ago documented diabetes and yearling bears as a result of wow. chocolate that was put on the landscape to attract bears and feed them. And, uh, and unfortunately, we have a lot of that that goes on here as well, or any any state that has bears has that go on. Uh, so th- these uh, food sources, they're not good for the bears health-wise either. And in, in the long term, it's not it's not helping them a bit. So it's bad for their behavior and it's bad for their overall health. Yep. So mm-hmm. don't feed the bears. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a simple message. Right. Intentionally or unintentionally. Yeah. So. Explain to people what unintentionally means. Intentionally or unintentionally. Okay, well, intentionally would be if uh, there's a bear there and you're handing it food. You know, <laughs> intentionally, for the most part, you got to have the person and the bear together at the same time now you also if they're putting out like a corn or chocolate or something to, to try to keep bears in an area that would also be considered intentional because mm-hmm. they know there's a purpose there to attract bears unintentional if i go back it's going to be there for me again yeah, yeah yeah unintentional would be a situation where a bear somebody's feeding birds and the bear comes and gets the bird feed or they they just hit their trash counter they're feeding their dogs and it's eating the dog food they're not intentionally feeding bears or trying to track bears but the bears are coming to that food source but that's the point where you know you had to take some personal responsibility and realize hey i need to make this go away for a little while i mean uh that's another nice thing about bear wise there's a new flyer on birds uh, a lot of people love feeding birds they want to watch birds understand that and you hate to ask people just to quit but there's a lot of things you can do other 
been put seed out. You know, you can put bird bass, you can put dusting areas, you can uh, even plant some different types of flowers that might even attract other species that you may not normally see hmm. at a feeder. And, and there's a real nice uh, pamphlet on the site that we've just finished up uh, detailing a lot of that kind of stuff. Cool. We'll so, have to share that one. Right. Awesome. So uh, we're talking about bears today, but uh, when do you see them? This is the time of year, right? We're in July right now. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully sightings are going to start dropping off a little bit. You know, the berries are starting to come in. Uh, I've seen some blackberries uh, ripen. Cherries have been in a little bit. So the number of calls should be going down a little bit, and things should quieten down mm. a little between now and September or so. But then it's going to fire right back up. Berries are going to be gone. The hard mass may not quite be in just yet. And then they're going to start trying to – that internal clock is saying, hey, it's going to be getting cold soon. You need to put on some fat reserves and, and get ready for hibernation. So the spring and the fall are both very busy year times of year for forests. So as it gets closer to winter, that's when they're going to start hiding, getting back in their dens. And yeah, and even now it seems like, um, you know, it used to be December 15th you could kind of say, hey, most of the bears are, are done for the year, and but now the males especially, they're still out all through December and, and it just seems like we want to get about two months of really quiet time anymore and mm -hmm. even then bears aren't true hibernators so if you get a couple really warm days in January or February they'll get up move around okay stretch their legs and then, then go back in yeah well what's some uh before we have uh we're running out of time what's some key points that you want people to take home today um that we've we've covered them probably but like resources and that kind well of thing. yeah i mean the key points would be a uh, bears are moving to new parts and a lot of people are moving into tennessee so we're going to continue to see this this deal where people and bears are coming together in the landscape and especially mm -hmm. in places where it's not happened in the past so people need to understand that uh, for the most part bears are not dangerous but they can be uh, so you need to be aware of that. And, and because they can be dangerous, you don't want them to be attracted to your property. Uh, so you want to look for attractants and try to manage your property to where you're not attracting bears. And even, you know, raccoons and other things will come and get a lot of the same things. They'll get dog food and mm -hmm. bird seed and stuff like that. So uh, you're more likely to probably get bit by a raccoon than you are a bear. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they're just not as big, so people don't worry about those oh, as much. Right, so. Yeah. But uh, so that's the takeaways is basically understand that, you know, anywhere in Tennessee, you could see a bear. Mm -hmm. I mean, Rutherford County. Yeah. Not, not too I far mean, from my house. <laughs> you know, last week, people in Rutherford County wouldn't have agreed with that. But now yeah. they will. Uh, even Knoxville here in our part of the, you know, we get oh, bear yeah. sightings in Knoxville on a regular basis. So just yeah. pretty much every year, every spring. Right. Calls about them over there. It kind of be common, especially in the eastern part. Right. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys having us. Uh, this has been great information. Bearwise.org, yes. right? Uh, check that out. And always, we've got a lot of great information on our website, tnwildlife.org. So check that out. Uh, if you if you see a bear, uh, there's some information on there, how to report if you, if right. you need to. What, what are you looking for real quick? If you, well, looking for bears to, to report them in areas that we don't normally, don't normally see, see them. them. So it would be basically west of Knoxville. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And especially those cubs, right? Yes. Start seeing cubs, we want yeah. to know about it. Right. What about the five cubs the other day that reporter had yeah. mentioned getting photographs of? That, yeah. was, that was unusual. Yeah, I've seen that twice in my career, so it's not a very common thing. Wow. Uh, 
we don't get those calls very often in Middle Tennessee, <laughs> so it's fun to hear what you guys yeah. uh, hear about here in, in the eastern part of the state. Yeah. She's got her hands full feeding yeah. five of those things. Wow. You know, two's common, three's common, four's not unheard of, but five, my goodness. Mm. Yeah. I can't imagine. She'll probably be real skinny <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pretty soon. Gonna be a tight uh, fit in that den this fall. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Find a big home. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Dan. Thank yeah. you for all you do. Matt, thank yeah. you for yeah. being with us today and helping share oh, the information, well, spread the word. Enjoy it. Thanks for coming over. Yeah, enjoyed it. Well, this is Tennessee Wildcast. We'll be uh, bringing you another show next week. But thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.